Do you take that home? It becomes his hiking. I hope that's so. His, that's his hiking stick. Do you take that home and mount? I think you take that home and you mount it on your wall. I would. I fought this. Uh-huh. Oh, I sure. I won. Yeah. You mount it horizontally above the fireplace like you would a sword. Yeah. Yeah. Or he can, you take that home. He can put the little, I beat this. This put, thing tried to kill me, uh, and I won. He can go get a replica of, of the top of Gandalf's staff and put it on there. And then, sure. Then when it's time for him to poop, he'll say, I cannot pass. Oh! <laughs> We are now in the beginning of the fourth hundred count mega nugget of Nerdburger episodes. What? The fourth hundred count mega nugget of episodes. I don't know what that means. <laughs> we're, we're starting our fourth chunk of 100 episodes. So you're just making up mega nugget words, huh? <laughs> we didn't this didn't come up at the meeting. What meeting? The meeting exactly. that actually the meeting that we should have whenever we're going to start inventing words like mega nugget. Well, no, that's just very strong opinions on that. That just goes along with <laughs> referring to to the show as 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 nuggets. That was a that was listener Larry's suggestion was to call call things nuggets. Okay, if you say so. Pod, podcasting nuggets. Sure. Cubic shaped, stacking them up on top of rocks for other podcasters to see and beware of. That's fine. Hello, Andy. Welcome back. Morning, gentlemen. Welcome back to the Wombat of Podcasts. Nerdburger. I thought we were the butt of the internet. The Wombat butt of the internet. No, that's that's just pooping out cubic nuggets. Of podcasting for, for goodness. You, for you to stick in your ear holes. Who's your, who's or, your, or stack on top of your head. Who was your first guest? Matthew. Show number one. Okay. Yeah. You should have restarted that way then. <laughs> he was originally scheduled for last week and Larry had to fill in at the but last he just, minute. <laughs> but Matthew decided, to ch- decided that traveling for his job and earning money for his family was more, more important. important. Priorities. Yeah. So no Larry doubt. jumped on. And we had a, a fine discussion with Larry yes. <laughs> and played a game show, which we hadn't done for a very long time. But the yeah. second half of was, I was even, I even found the second half to be quite challenging. <laughs> of those questions? Yeah. Trying the to good, the remember the actual line that comes next? Yeah. Well, I, you know, didn't want to make them all real easy. It's like, it, to be honest, the, the, that's, that show, the good, the good Place, the show, The Good Place, is it is so strongly written that it's... If I just give you a line, you can you can probably narrow it down to about two or three characters. And if you really know the show, you probably have a pretty good idea yeah. who said it because they the the dialogue that comes out of those the main characters anyway the dialogue that comes out of their mouths is very specifically written for them. Yeah. You're not going to take a cheaty line and put it in Jason's mouth and have it make no. any sense. No, they they <laughs> the first half was except was for the, the I have a stomach ache. I could hear Jason saying I have a stomach I have a stomach ache. <laughs> But Chidi's the one that always has stomach aches why because do I, of his why stress. Do I, why do I always have a stomach? <clears throat> yeah. I think we only got one, and it was Larry, got one of those questions right. Might right? have been. 
It was the one with uh, Welcome to the Good Place. You're in the good place or whatever. Yeah, cool. And she says, cool. She said, she said, cool. Well, I, when you asked the question in my mind, I was like, well, she probably said, oh, holy forking shirt. No, she doesn't. But it was. She doesn't get that. That's like the, that's, I remember correctly, that, that's later. Later she, in the first episode. She, that's like when she's in the house. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's a stinger going into a break. Where yep. She, where yep. she realized, why can't I say shirt? It's in the middle of the episode, I yeah. think. Yeah. And then it goes to commercial. Holy forking shirt. What's new, Andy? Um, Son of oh, a bench. I, do, I love that. <laughs> I did want to uh, give out a little shout out to friend of the show, Kurt. To my brother? Friend of the show, Kurt. Regular sh- regular guest, Kurt? Yes, absolutely. Okay. 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 So, um, tootling down I-40 on my way home from West Virginia last week, listening to the episode. And I, on the Toyota Corolla... Highway speed, interior noise. Uh, I would first like to say number one, I did hear f***ing pie quite clearly. Oh, <laughs> oh, in this song. Uh, secondly, he is correct that Fairy Tale in New York is indeed one of the best Christmas songs of all time. Is that and, the the Pogues? Yes, the yeah. Pogues. Um, and third, I was damn impressed that you did. You said, "Hey, Kurt, how's my drum playing?" And you went. And he said, well, first off, you're holding your sticks wrong. And I was like, what the? I was like, what the fuck? How did he know that? Just from music teacher. Yeah. I, know. It was, it was, I, I, knew, I knew who to ask the question. Extreme, it was very impressive that he could, hear, he could hear you bang on a drum three times like that. that oh, obviously, you're holding the sticks wrong. I'm like, oh, sure. Yeah. A drum that is not explicitly mic'd. It's right. just three or, feet away. Or, or probably in tune or anything like that. <laughs> You can tune drums? Yes, you, I think you can. I think you can. Technically, kinda. there is such a thing as tuning a drum. It's got like little twisty bits on it, but I it has to do with like yeah, with it has to do with how you can you can tighten and loosen the drum sure. head, mm-hmm. uh, the snare, the little the little chain metal thing on the bottom that rattles, the rattly thing. Yeah, the, um, that can you can you can adjust that so it sounds different. And then there are things like kettle drums that it can actually change pitch. You can change your pitch on. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to give Kurt those shout outs. Well done, yeah. Kurt. So it's you've impressed Andy. You win. What do you win? What does he win? Okay. He wins good job. He wins a he wins a good job, Kurt. <laughs> oh, oh, Kurt. Oh, you can yeah, trade yeah. that in for precisely Dick. <laughs> no, he cannot trade it in for Dick. He will, he, <laughs> he will be getting no Dick from me. <laughs> which, I didn't say I, Dick from you, which I'm certain he is not disappointed by. Hmm. <laughs> know that you don't know kurt that well some of those i have to bleep out but others i can leave in okay, to determine along. that later so um, that's two for pumpkin and two for f***ing pie yes. okay all right, definitely, jeez definitely pie. All right, we're all tied up are we ready <laughs> in the tournament of pie tournament of pie what's news craig Oh, in Arkansas, a city council candidate who uh oh no, is this more voted D20s who, who uh, was running for office. Um no, this time it was a a, a six-sided die that they used to uh, determine the roll uh, the uh the roll off for a 223 to 223 tie <laughs> in the December 4 uh, runoff election. Um, according to Lawrence County Clerk's Office, um, in uh, this is uh, in Arkansas, um, 
Becky Linbaugh, an incumbent alderman in the small town of Hoxie or Hoxie, one or the other, rolled a six to hold onto her seat for a third term defeating challenger Cliff Farmer, who rolled a four. Um, so they, they, they had rolled off. She won. Um, Farmer wouldn't have had to engage in this roll off if he had voted and voted oh. for himself. He would have won. Wait, isn't this, this didn't the same thing happen? He with didn't the one... find time to vote for the second time, and he was running for office, and he lost a tie to a dice roll off because he didn't vote for, for himself. himself. That's, that's running oh, for office one hundred and one, okay. isn't it? You always go and vote for <laughs> no, yourself. No, I, I, I heard this story this week. That's that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. So, uh, oops. Good job there, dummy. Next time. Go vote. Hey, you know how, uh, like, you know, over the last few years, people talking, uh, there's a lot of people just screaming into the void on the internet saying, voting matters. Well, guess what? This one, this time for this fella, it mattered for Cliff Farmer really personally. Yeah. Like, his lack how- of voting screwed him out Is of it- the office he was running for. Okay, not <laughs> not only should you, should you, A, vote, just in every election you can, um, but... But B, especially when you're running and you can vote for yourself. <laughs> and you know you're in a, like, this wasn't going to be a race that was hundreds of thousands of people. It was 500, or less than 500 people, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, 446 but, so votes. That's, so that's if there B, had been 447 voters, he would be in office now. Or but, maybe, you know, soon. Maybe, but, maybe, he was, maybe he was afraid that if he had gone to the, the precinct to vote, that he would have been, you know, shot down for, you know, campaigning near a voting no, no. Everybody does area. that. That's they, like they make a that, photo was, that was that was going to be yeah. my final point. Was like, here's the person yeah. going in, and the I'm, cameras are I'm following to, him. I'm there. trying to throw him a line. All right. Yeah, I know. Him. But sorry. That's like candidate. That's candidate 101 and, on on election day. That's right. the first and thing you, you do. Walk, is you you go walk in, there. and the camera walks. You walk into the booth, and the curtain closes, and then a couple minutes later, you come back out. You give a big thumbs up. You got a thumbs up, and you hold your wife's hand or your husband's hand, or you got your kid to high five with, or your dog, or whatever it is that makes you a worthwhile candidate to vote for having a family and a dog mm-hmm. um and putting that in commercials oh. i can't even remember the last time i voted and you and yeah you give a thumbs up and if it's a, if yeah. it's a ballot that you have to hand off or put in a box then they 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 film you putting the ballot in the yeah. box or doing whatever or take a picture of it for the local paper yeah. yeah i mean this is this guy was just a he shouldn't have even gotten that many votes he's a bad campaigner and who's his campaign manager <laughs> you think he has one <laughs> He better get for, one next time. Two hundred and twenty-three <laughs> votes. Better. Well, I'm sorry. It's going to be a volunteer position. I'm afraid. That's fine. Get one for next campaign. Twenty twenty. Have somebody. Have somebody whenever. walking around behind him just to make sure he doesn't do anything stupid. Actually, the very. That's a, that's a handler. The campaign handler. The very first presidential election I voted in in Madison, Wisconsin. That one was the old style. Um voting with the with the curtain and the little um remember schoolhouse rock where they showed the dude voting and they're like pushing the little levers to one side on the mm-hmm. big wall that was the voting yeah that was that was how it was there. the first time i voted and I never and then, saw, but then after I, that I it's, it's been like the little like carols yeah. with the dividers yeah. that only come up a couple feet right i've never seen another I I guarantee you in this place where 223 votes, actually, sorry, 224 votes would win you the office, I guarantee you it is still the old levers with the giant booth. (laughs) Could be. Some little teeny 
county thing or whatever city thing and at least it was county clerk's office um in arkansas yeah anyway that's or that's my news there arkansas as i like to call it sure what else anything what do we got news what penis news andy about? oh good lord here we have uh yeah, we we covered the penis news with kurt getting <laughs> right no we apparently we only started the penis news at that What's yes this? yes here is a man in england who uh right. was born without a penis whoa and, and at the age of 45, uh, doctors gave him a, quote, bionic penis. Did he have testicolos? Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't say. It doesn't really go into any, okay. any details. Basically, they took some skin grafts from his, his arms and legs. Hopefully, it was his forearm, the skin graft. That sporty would be cutting off, though. Foreskin. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then basically wrapped it around one of those... Uh, Penile implant things. So there's no details on. Oh, and he lost his virginity with his girlfriend there at the age of 45 oh, with his well, bionic penis, which sounds like just a biological strap on that's permanently attached to him. It doesn't say anything about the plumbing or whether he can have an orgasm or he really he feels anything. It's pretty much all for her, and it cost him sixty five thousand. Well, this says Tax- dollars, but taxpayer dollars. That could be pounds because he's. It's a, t- it's a TMZ report that's dollars yeah it's stupid and and because it's christmas this is i i just feel so bad about this i had to i had to ramp this up for you with the weird news andy so now we're going from robot penises to robots i'm sure everybody here heard about the amazon warehouse robot that accidentally pierced a can of bear spray injuring multiple human amazon workers (laughs) accidentally the joke is that this is the start of the of the war, right? The this robot is them, takeover. This is them testing how many of us, how many of how us many they, they can, can take out, yeah, at one time, yeah. and they won't get <clears throat> reprimanded or disassembled or sent to robot prison or whatever. Yeah. Well, apparently, um, they've they've. <laughs> Andy, go ahead. You can laugh. I said robot prison. Robot prison. <laughs> well, the ro- the robots are ramping things up because they've um they've now uh. Whoa. Yes. Wow. What is? This is the money shot here. Um, Whoa. A, a worker in a Chinese uh. What that kind of factory was It's not going to be an iPhone factory, that's for sure. Porcelain factory. Oh, my God. I don't know what porcelain objects they're making or if they're just making vats of the parts Unimportant. that go into Talk about porcelain. the guy. Talk about the guy. He was impaled by a, uh, a, some kind of a robot six, six with of them. 10 oh, one-foot-long metal spikes. Now, the oh. way they wrote this headline made, it, made me think Oh, they he are got, all the way through. Oh, I didn't see him on the other side. He got impaled with... 10 foot long steel spikes but it is 10 foot long steel spikes what still what's the difference i know (laughs) all through his uh arm shoulder and chest one through his lung there and his hand they've already removed a couple from the 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 front of his arm i can only see six in that picture yeah but but then you go that back to so here. And you know there, what? There, there's all ten one is one too many. That looks uncomfortable. Those are pretty nasty. Why on earth are those attached to a robot? <laughs> to kill Chinese workers, apparently, because it doesn't talk about what this robot was doing or how he got in the way. Just that, oh my god, here this is crazy. Look what happened. Um, so he's gonna be fine after he spends a year of rehab. Years in the rehab. Robot, yes, the robot. The robot failed the Turing test and got all depressed and started taking out, <laughs> taking out his frustration. So did the on, robot? Did the robot humans. explode did he, or did geez. it just start shooting these things at him? What did, did it uh, just run into him? What happened? It sounds like it just ran into him. Yeah. Oh. 
he got in the way of it. So these were not a these were not a projectile yeah. weapon. These were just so they, oh here we go. Okay, the fifty-seven-year-old was inspecting machinery in an area where components were assembled. Whatever that means. When the robot uh, took him by surprise, entering the section, oh, she. Oh, I thought that was a man. Anyway, uh, was working in. Uh, yeah, that's it. So, the, so they haven't even taught the robot not to run with scissors, or oh no, this one is one foot spikes. Sorry, this is a this was a this is another robot that went rogue and killed a woman oh in God. America in oh, a, in oh, a oh. car in an auto factory. Got crushed, uh, grabbed and crushed by a robot in a Volkswagen plant. I wonder if that was in Tennessee. Okay, so it's happening more and more. We need to stop this now. Yeah. This this How article about we don't though, give the robots spikes. No doubt. Like, why would you? Yeah, they're going to be fighting the next war for us. So might as well give them practice now. <laughs> During the operation, doctors found that one of the rods missed an artery by just point one millimeters, which basically means it hit the side of the artery and moved it out of the way. <laughs> yeah, basically. A tenth of a millimeter? Yeah, well, you hear that every so often when somebody gets injured and, like, the, you know, mm-hmm. the, the impaling object, whatever happened to them, misses, you know, a carotid or a femoral artery or the vena cava or, you know, some big artery or, or vein just, like, by just a touch and you're like, geez. Oh, it says the, the robot malfunctioned and its arm fell on him. Oh. The robot arm armed with multiple giant metal spikes. <sighs> but this article... Uh, then sends us to this this other article. Which, Happy Boxing Day, everybody. Which is, <laughs> that's right, it's the day after Christmas. Um, as we record the day before Festivus. As you're listening to this, it is Boxing. If you hear it on the first day, it's that's out, it's Boxing Day. But this article linked to to this other article, which is the really fun one. Um, also here's, in China. Here's the, good thing here's the really fun one, Andy. Buckle up. A, a construction <laughs> worker... So this is a, on a construction site. Uh-huh. Has miraculously survived after he was electrocuted, thrown from his workstation, and then impaled by a four-foot steel bar, that would be rebar, through his anus. Ugh. And here is that money shot. Yow. Oh, it went up through his, like, came out in between his neck and shoulder. Yep, it came out. Uh, could have come. It could have come out in a lot worse places. Yeah, it it went. Uh, yeah, missed his uh, you know skull by a couple inches. Good he lord! Also, it looks like looks like a about a number three bar there. He also is going to need a little bit of rehab. <laughs> he's he's never going to poop right again. Yep, touched it... live wires on a building site. The shock sent him flying backwards onto the protruding piece of rebar. Hang on, mm. here's the here's the uh, the piece of rebar here. Do you All take, rusty. Do you take that home? <laughs> it becomes his hiking. I hope that's so. His, that's his hiking stick. Do you take that home and mount? <laughs> I think you take that home and you mount it on your wall. I would. I fought this. Uh huh. Oh, I sure. won. Yeah, you mount it horizontally above the fireplace, <laughs> like you would a sword. Yeah, yeah. Can, you take that home. He can put the. Little, I beat this. This put, thing tried to kill me, uh, and I won. He can go get a replica of of the top of Gandalf's staff and put it on there. And sure. Then, then when it's time for him to poop, he'll say, I cannot pass. Oh! <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh, that's I was awesome. gonna See, I was just about to start a staff of raw joke <laughs> with Indy. 
put the little medallion on the top there. It'll point at the treasure. Um, but yeah, I, I shall not pass. <laughs> his name is uh is uh, he, uh what was his name? Inigo Montoya. It's Yang Ming. This could have been worse. It could have been Yang Yang. Nope. People named that. Come on, what are the, you doing? The doctor's name is I, Wang. I think what's more fascinating, what Craig is missing, are the the images to the side of the article. <laughs> nah, I don't look at all that. Crap. The naked, topless women, <laughs> yeah. and you got well. So far, all three pages have had women in bikinis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and well, this, it is the sun. I was going to say there've yeah, been there've yeah. been ads of naked women in, on the sun yeah. website. Really? Uh, yeah. Doctor Wang said the patient did not show any obvious signs of bleeding in the chest or abdominal cavity. His Blood pressure and heart rate were also stable. The metal bar did cause minor tears to his intestines. Well, duh. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing if it shot up through the intestines and didn't go through any of them? It just it's like, threaded between. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? That would be What's like that? a Christmas miracle. What's that pink thing poking out of maybe, his shoulder? It maybe, looks like some small intestine. Maybe because he no, had just it completely been... missed. Like it just like it it, it the, the rebar passed by nineteen pieces of intestine and never went through one of them because it's just a big clump down there it's like a big but pile it went, of spaghetti but it went in his anus so it by default it was already okay, so in had, his large intestine so it had, so it had to, to so come it, out it at punched some out at one point and then it went through the whole small intestine area and never actually punctured that's either. correct that would it be did. amazing it did he it basically punctured out of his large intestine and then grazed his his uh his bladder pancreas liver and lungs and just missed everything. And missed everything. I think yeah. it's because he was he was magnetized by the electrocution and the metal rod just kind of <laughs> it yeah. bounced off of everything. Well, no, it was the magnetic field <laughs> pushed everything out of the way yeah. as it went through his body. That's how magnetic fields work. Yep, that's right. <laughs> what kind of superpower does he have now? He can probably poop twice as fast. Colostomy man. He might be better at pooping now. <laughs> he lifts. He up goes this. to evacuate his balls. And he's like. That's it, all out. Yeah, he lifts up his shirt and he just does a little squeeze and. Well, no, it, it all comes out like out. spiral. Oh yeah, because now his intestines have taken the shape of the rebar. Sure, fusilli. <laughs> Corkscrew ah! pasta. Yeah. He poops. He's literally got fusilli poops. <laughs> Did you say silly poops? No. Fusilli and now poops. we're back. We're back to Seinfeld and yes. Ass Man. Million to one that's shot. it. That's his. That's his. T- that's his superhero name. Right. Ass Man. Hey, Ass Man. <laughs> Million to one shot, Doc. Million to ah! one shot. <laughs> Do you think he said that to the doctor? <laughs> well, that was the. I mean, that was Frank that's like the... slipping and falling. Yeah, but that's this, the point. This, that, he well, got that... electrocuted and thrown across a construction site. I My get... God, this I... is a billion to one shot. <laughs> anyway, moving on. I think. Yeah. That, I think this. We is... could. We could. Keep Kramering and ass manning this up like for think, the whole episode. I think this is easily one of the classiest episodes that we've done so far on Nerd Burger. It is. Merry Christmas. Happy Boxing Day. Happy Festivus. <laughs> happy New Year. You're oh, lucky I had boy. these articles for Larry's episode, but something went haywire with the bookmarking and I couldn't find them. <laughs> <laughs> that was what generated the whole, you know, c- catastrophe news, Merry Christmas thing that I did last sure. week. Do you have anything else? Um, I have that link I sent you. Oh. Um, we're going to throw a uh, a movie trailer up here. You're going to recognize this, listeners. You're going to recognize the, the dialogue. You're going to recognize the music, certainly. Um, 
And you're going to probably, from the dialogue, know what you're looking at. If you want to follow along, you can go and find it. We've got this linked in the show notes. Um, but um, <laughs> oh, I love when these are done. These this is done oh so no 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 no. This is this is 20th Century Fox said. Okay, enough. Here's your Die Hard Christmas movie trailer okay. from 20th Century. Oh, Fox. They made it themselves. They made it themselves, nice. and they are airing it. Nice, like a like one time or something like that. This is John. Nice beer. He just wants to spend Christmas with the family. Is Daddy coming home with you? We'll see what Santa and Mommy can do. But when he gets stuck at the office party... Merry Christmas! (laughs) It'll be a holiday... Merry Christmas! ...he'll never forget. (laughs) Welcome to the party, pal! (laughs) This Christmas... It's a time of miracles, so be of good cheer. Only John can drive somebody that crazy. Get ready to jingle some bells <laughs> and deck the halls <laughs> with bows of <laughs> Bruce Willis. Come to the coast, we get together, have a few laughs. Alan Rickman. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee ki mother. Together. In the greatest Christmas story ever told. I got some bad news for you, Dwayne. <laughs> Hans, Booby, eat it, Harvey. Yeah! Holy shit. <laughs> I'm starting to get a bad feeling up here. Yeah! Merry Christmas. Die Hard. This is their idea of Christmas. I gotta be here for New Year's. <laughs> <laughs> New on 4K Digital. <laughs> That's a great commercial. I love it. I love it. It's so 80s style. Uh huh. <laughs> Meet John. <laughs> he just wants to get home for Christmas. Oh, that was awesome. Nicely done. It is the best Christmas uh, movie ever, right? <clears throat> it's up there. Um, sure. I'm kind of done having that argument with people. I've moved on to talking about whether or not Gremlins is a Christmas movie, and you know, there's other ones too. Whether or not it is, yeah. Who doesn't think it is? That's not the internet. Go argue on the internet with people. Oh, they're Mike. always wrong. <laughs> yeah, so the, but the thing is, the, the di- hey, wait a minute. The, the show's whole, on the internet. The whole yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> you're not wrong, <laughs> but <laughs> you are that. wrong. But you're wrong. Um, uh, but yeah, the Die Hard is a Christmas movie thing has been a has been a thing on the internet for years now. It's like I w- I would much rather have that discussion about some other movies that happen to be set at Christmas as well. So like Gremlins has popped up in the past couple years, maybe, so, um, and so forth and so yeah. on. But we're all in agreement that Die Hard is a great Christmas movie. Yes, sure. Why yes, mm-hmm. I don't. I have no strong feelings about it. Four orange whip. Orange whip. Orange whip. Three orange whips. Orange whip seal. It passed. It passed the orange whip test. Yes. <laughs> and, and, did you like that? I shortened it up. What? It's tighter. I don't care. <laughs> I didn't want to. Originally, I was like, oh, I can't mess with John Candy's comedic timing. So I had to make it like one little <laughs> bar of the music or whatever longer. Well, first of all, that wasn't John Candy's comedic timing. timing. That was the editor's comedic timing. Um, and now it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anywho, that's all I got. Andy, did you come up with the topic or are we doing this thing that I'm doing? I, I suggested. Sounds like we're doing your thing. You, yeah, you said when I... <laughs> The response, I, here, the response I, was was when you came up you with said, that. I said, "Yes, said, let's do go it. for it." Okay, yeah, that's that was my assumption. Was like at that yeah. point, Andy went, 
It's it was end, it was all off my end of the year all off my chest. I don't have to was, come up with it. I'm just checking. Of, he came no, in here with a water bottle. I mean, normally he has Starbucks. This is from Starbucks. Is it? Yeah. You iced tea from Starbucks. You put your iced tea from Starbucks in your own water bottle. You get saved ten cents when you use your own cup. Interesting. And then you're not throwing. But see, something's in. different. See, every, that mm-hmm. threw me off. It, it, well, I, because because I'm on the show so late, I've already had my morning Starbucks. This is my <laughs> afternoon Starbucks. It's so late, you're here 45 minutes later than usual. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. I accept that. Who wants to talk about the Mandela effect? Sure. Have you heard of this? Andy? I have. Did you indeed? Had you heard of it before I mentioned yes. it? Yes. Okay. Um, I had actually never heard of it oh, okay. until... I When it was explained to me and the reason why it was called that, it also triggered the exact same thing in it for me because when it was described, I had the same reaction to, isn't he already dead? Oh, the, you, so you heard about it before he died. Oh, yeah. Oh well, wow! N- no, when? Because I thought it came when, about after he died. I remember when he was um, released from prison. W- no, when he was at some point when in, in his presidency, and I remember back at that time thinking, I thought he died years ago. How is it that he's the president? That he's yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've had that. I've had the experience about that of exact the, the same a- the actual of, of the actual instance with instance Nelson Mandela that gives that, it its correct. name. That's um, correct. I had never heard of it. I didn't have that happen to me with Nelson Mandela. I knew he was in prison and he got out and then he became uh, president of I South Africa and ended apartheid and died much later. I would have sworn he was after he had died long, after many years before coaching a soccer team with Matt Damon on it. Right. Is that a movie? Has he been out? Oh, you gotta have a have to have a red S on that. That's gotta be a Superman team. <laughs> we can make that happen. Yeah. Totally awesome. So the first time I ever heard about it mm-hmm. was earlier this year. The episode of the X-Files, The Lost Art of Forehead Sweat, which was the funny one, written, directed by Darren Morgan, who did the, the Wear Monster episode the previous season. We've talked about this, I think. Sure. I've never seen a full episode. <laughs> You've never seen a full episode of the X-Files? Okay. Not once. Not even the first time? That never. Okay. I've seen five minutes snippets here and there. I know that there's Skulder and Molly and <laughs> there's some dude Skulder. that... Skulder? There's some, <laughs> there's there's some guy that there's, smokes cigars. There's, some guy, there's something about a smoking dude. Yeah, the, the cigar smoking man, sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So for those of you who don't know, the Mandela effect... And for a while, Skulder is gone and there's like some guy named Paycheck that's there and... I don't know anything about He loses that. an arm or a leg or something. <laughs> I, I know that he's the conspiracy and she's the straight... Uh, straight he's edge. the comedian and she's the straight woman and... <laughs> okay, moving on. Sorry. That was a cry check joke. Paycheck. Mike was looking at me funny when I said Paycheck. Then no, no, I, I knew what you meant. When I got to the arm, he's like, oh, okay, oh, anyway. Here's a, to- here's a topic for you. Because I was just thinking of this the other day. Good. <laughs> right? Because actually, it made, I thought of it because of Craig. And it's all my fault. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to apologize. I was also taking a poop. <laughs> Don't apologize for taking a poop. Thought, it's a natural I process. Thought, yeah, I thought. Um, at least you can, unlike sitcom, fine, Mr. Ying Yang. Sitcom fine. mashups that should be redone. And, I, and in deference to Craig, I thought the 30 Rock from the Sun would be... <laughs> 
great sitcom mashup. So, okay. so have people come up with a sitcom mashup. That's okay. Fun. That's a great idea. There you go. Yeah, and and, and but and, nobody can take Thirty Rock from the Sun. That one's yours. That one's mine. I've, I've claimed it. <laughs> this is for the thing we talked about before. Yes, absolutely. Okay, that that you, you'll all learn about l- this later. Listeners, listeners. may or Moving may not listen about the Mandela. May or may not hear about later. Yes. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the Mandela effect is a term for when a group of people all misremember the same detail, event, or physicality. Uh, as we discussed, it's named after the instance in which a large group of people all share the same memory that Nelson Mandela. Uh, died sometime in the 1980s prior to his actual death in 2013. It exploded in popularity on the internet uh, when a particular example popped up where a majority of people seem to have recalled the Berenstain Bears books as being spelled Berenstein or some other variation, as in an E-I-N instead of A-I-N. Right. Um, it's somewhat different from a false memory as it affects large groups of people seemingly without many connections and without the same emotional factors present. It also seems stronger and harder to escape the feeling that it's simply misremembering of a detail, which is why people are so adamant with their claims of their memories. Um, Many Mandela effects are usually trivial details about an oddly specific set of categories. These include things such as how and when of celebrity deaths, misspellings, usually replaced or removed letters, uh, placement of geographical locations, quotations within media, or alternate imagery quotations within media. Craig, you've covered that Luke before. Look on your father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, and what mi- if I and what if I mirror told mirror you? on the wall, right? And, and, and what if I play it again, Sam. Yep, the Matrix, that... huh? The what if I told you line from the Matrix? Yeah, which he never actually says. What does he say? He he dances he, around it, but he never he never says. He never what actually I, says. What if I told you? Blah 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 blah. He never says that. And people use that in a meme all the time because they think that that's something. Morpheus said, but he never but it, speaks those words. It just, yeah. it just uh, yeah. so encapsulates the, the, the concept of what's happening yeah, the, there. The later, Beat me up, Scotty. Yeah. Sure. The later meme is, what if I told you that I never actually said this line? Yeah. And those are, there's a lot of movie lines that are like yeah. that. What, you know, beam me up, Scotty. <laughs> um, there's a lot of variations of beam me up, beam us up, this and that. There's never, no one ever says, beam me up, Scotty. Yeah. The term that fits most, uh, to describe what's happening with the Mandela effect is confabulation, which is a disturbance of memory which produces fabricated, distorted, or misinterpreted memories about the world without the explicit or conscious intention to deceive others. Some common Mandela effects. <laughs> Peptol bismol. Yeah. Seeing it's... it with the, the extra L. Because you want both words to be end with, you know, all. Yeah. So like apparently reverse alliteration what's what's the what's the word for alliteration but at the end of the words that's what that is basically yeah. you want the, the ending word to be the same you want them to rhyme essentially sure um jc penny without the second e just spelled like penny like, like, a, a, like, like a, a penny like the coin sure yeah people um, pluralize kroger all the time yeah it's not kroger's mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just singular only one kroger Apparently, some people can't remember whether there are 51 or 52 states in the United States of America. It's neither. <laughs> um, this one, I'm I'm guilty of. How do you spell Chick-fil-A? C-H-I-K. No, that's what I thought. It's C-H-I-C-K. Some Is people it really? think it's just C-H-I-C dash fillet. No, it's the full chick. chick. It's the full chick. Okay. But I, 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 you could have convinced F-I-L me it was C-H-I-K. I don't eat there, so it's... Yep. Really? Uh, they sell chicken 
and that's oh, that's right. You don't. You, <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah, need one chicken, of those people. So, um, <laughs> one of those people. <laughs> one of those people. People who think that uh, uh, that can swear they have seen a a painting, a portrait of Henry VIII holding a turkey leg. Which right, doesn't exist. No, it's because you associate Henry VIII with Renaissance fairs, and everybody at the Renaissance fair is holding a turkey leg. So certainly, Henry VIII must have been holding a turkey leg well, at some point. I'm, didn't my... didn't he suffer from every every ailment mm. you could possibly have that's due to poor diets, like eat, would, eating too much? I would too many. No, bad he foods. he got he got big because he was injured in a joust and couldn't exercise anymore. And he was, and, then and he, he was he rich, and, and he was rich in gluttonous. I, I could almost guarantee. So then he became fat later in I his would life. Almost guarantee that that one is no longer true. Okay. In the age of the internet and Photoshop, there is. Oh, now now there is. One. Well, right now people have seen yeah, plenty there, of. There well, because of this podcast, there is there is now a a a portrait painting of uh of Sammy Peeps holding a fish. Yeah. <laughs> because I made that and put it on the internet because of something Jim said. <laughs> Okie dokie. Was it a halibut? Oh, I forget I which kind of fish that was. Um, common explanations for the Mandela effect: uh, misinformation affects people's reports of their own memory. Uh, simply seeing the claim from another person may sway recollection of your own memory, especially if you lacked concrete or deep memories or connections to to the subject you begin with. That feels like it's related a little bit to the idea that, like, if you Mike tell me the story of something that happened involving Andy or other friends of ours and you tell me that enough and it's people that I know in a setting that I know at some point I'll start to think I was there mm-hmm. even though I've never been there and I'm just my my memory is what you've told yes. me about it and I think that's probably very common for many many people sort of related mm-hmm. to that so if enough people tell you you know back when Mandela died in the 80s you've yeah. now got it in your head that but, the, but my my memory of him dying back in the 80s was pre that memory that i have was pre-internet memory is that i remember and pre his actual death right but i mean it was it wasn't like i got poisoned by people on the internet saying because the internet didn't exist at the time that i right but you still got you still potentially got poisoned by people around you could be just and in 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 the day before the internet you know like if three or four people told you something you were probably more prone to believe it, whereas we're, now that we're deluged with right. information, sure. you kind of need hundreds and hundreds of people to say the same thing before you start to feel yeah. it's true. There are those, because the internet is full of lies. Well, we get those celebrity death hoaxes that happen all the time, and maybe Mandela's was a celebrity death hoax, and without the internet to correct it, it's well, just, The it's explanation that, that is most often given for the Mandela effect is it's mm-hmm. odd that you said what you said because you're not the typical case. Um, the explanation that's given is that people know that he was in prison for a really long time and they know that he's that he has died right five years ago so this is something that has for most what the internet claims most people have developed this themselves within the last five years because they conflate his death with the fact that he was in prison for all that time and completely forget about the fact that he was alive for 30 years pre pre (laughs) pre internet days say say before you know 23 years after let's let's say before the let's say before 2000 before the internet really became before 2000 mid 90s early back like my college years i remember it was early early 90s thinking that i thought mandela was dead and yet i saw something on the news about him being in prison something like that Hmm. He had already died. Yeah. There's also um, other other explanations for the Mandela effect: confirmation bias, misattribution of memory, or something called 
cryptomnesia, oh, which is Lord. a form of misattribution where memory is mistaken for imagination. Um, that that's where your imagination you imagine something and then it becomes a memory. Why mm-hmm. that happens, I don't know. Just general misconceptions, not having the right facts, um, that's and false memories. Some of those was you have to have a dream of something and it just it's it just is embarrassed. It is buried itself so deeply in you that you have for some reason have a conscious recollection and don't remember that it was a dream. Right. Um, False memories, uh, psychological phenomenon in which a person recalls a memory that did not actually occur, often cited with and has strong connection to some type of trauma, such as sexual abuse and post-traumatic stress disorder. Now this is, if you, getting back to the X-Files, do you know anything about ufology and, and abduction theory? talk about screen memories right the aliens bury their bury the memory of themselves in your mind by using screen memories so you, instead of seeing the alien you see an owl there's a white owl constantly looking at me there's a or there's deer or something there's always you know there's a big airplane that landed in the backyard which doesn't make any sense when you tell somebody but to you it makes sense because it's hiding this thing that mm. happened that freaked you out so much that it broke your mind <laughs> yeah so, moving on to one of the uh, one of the fellow uh, Wednesday night drunks at Keegan's and I were talking, and <laughs> I don't remember what it was that came up, but we were he's talking about some event, and I said, uh, you know, I feel like that was like a year ago, and he said, look it up, and we looked it up, and it was like five years ago, and he said, you know, at our age. Time moves faster. He said, whenever you think something was such amounts of time ago, triple it. And that's probably when it was actually. Yeah. yeah. Or or it can be in the reverse order, too, where because we the sports guys we listen to like to talk about like when some weird situation happens in sports, like a score mm-hmm. that is rare, you know, like cer- a certain combination of points that's very rare. Eight, like, it, like oh, it's got to it's got to have been like 50 years since we had that, you know, some, since a, two teams had that score. And then they look it up and it's like, no, it was a year and a half ago <laughs> <laughs> because you've got it in your head that it must be so rare. Yeah. And you're, you're, you don't necessarily, yeah, it gets conflated and, and worked around in your head weird just because you, you make leaps of logic on things that aren't necessarily true. I have, I have a personal connection to this Mandela effect that I didn't realize until I saw that episode of the X-Files. Okay. And it was after I saw the episode of the X-Files, there was something, something happened. And let me, I need to preface this a little, very quickly. Uh, when I was a little kid, um, like eight or nine years old, one summer I found, um, I, I discovered syndicated reruns of old fifties and sixties and seventies shows. And that's when I started that, you know, that's when you started watching Leave it to Beaver. That's when I started watching. (laughs) How did you know this was going to be Leave it to Beaver? (laughs) Because that's the show from the 50s that you talk about. We have. I I said 50s, 60s and 70s. The point is that that's we've all of the sitcoms that I watched as as a child and that were syndicated. Um, Gilligan's Island, Brady Bunch. Yeah. Yeah. Those poor people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Gilligan's Island? Galaxy Quest. I talked about Certainly, you can't oh. believe the Gilligan's Island. Oh, those, those poor people. <laughs> <laughs> Historical documents. <laughs> I need to watch that again. It, um, Discovery. I, I will I'm going to make Alan, that a, Alan Rickman. You know what? I'm going to make that a Christmas movie for me. 
Sure. There's nothing not? to do with Christmas in there. I'm going to watch it sometime uh, over Christmas or New Year's. We're going to, to do an, and watch an, anti, an anti shout out to <laughs> Discovery Family for gouging the living shit out of that movie oh, in order just, to make it broadcastable. Yes. Well, just, I mean, cutting out lines that were some of the greatest parts of that movie and they're just chopping them out because of, you know, like the whole, oh, you know, you have the line of, those must be the miners and the other and Tony Shalhoub saying, yeah, they can't be, but you know, six years old. And then that's it. They cut out the entire piece of Alan Mick Rickman saying, I said miners, not miners. <laughs> and, and Tony Shalhoub saying, I, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> they cut that entire, they did the whole first half of the joke and then cut out the entire second half of it for because no reason whatsoever. Even, minutely vaguely hinting at no, i don't think so i think it was just stuff yeah, for the first time because then the entire uh section of when they're coming back to earth and um the little the little dark-haired kid um justin long right, right the van that entire thing of him like helping guide them into the landing Cut that entire thing out of the movie. So, so he, so, so Tim Allen calls them up to get their help to get the the, well, no, the, the superfans' help, and then all of a sudden they're at the convention. Tim, Tim Allen, they Tim crash Allen, into the convention. They break, they break the shuttle. We don't see the whole process of him calling they, up they, his buddies. They break the, they break the, the team together when they're approaching Earth, and they break the, the top part off the shuttle off and up in upper atmosphere, and the ship okay. goes away, and the, and the shuttle is going to come down. The very next thing is it crashing through the wall of the convention center. <laughs> absurd. Okay, well, if Andy, the next time you come on, you want to do a, a giant segment on Galaxy Quest, I will. I will watch it right before, so I know what you're oh, talking about. I've never seen it. I've seen it. It's just uh, been a while. Okay. I, that's why I said I, ha- I need to watch okay. it again. Anyway, go back to what you were um, talking about. Yeah, because we're we we have a Sorry. time limit today. Um, <laughs> so my point is is that uh, however many episodes of leave it to beaver were in syndication in the early 80s i watched all of them right (laughs) that summer um multiple times and um my dad would you know come home or he'd be in home or whatever and and he would sit down and watch me with it because he remember because that was basically he's exactly the same age and the same graduating class as wally cleaver and my mom's the same age as beaver so he would sit down and watch this and call out all the inaccuracies and all the Hollywoodisms. He's like, that's not how life was like. Um, you know, (laughs) particularly he said, uh, he said, he said, Ward's a (laughs) pussy. Jeez. He's like, no father ever let their kids get away with that kind of crap. Back well, then. no, they, <laughs> no, Dad, you, you you don't understand, Dad. In order to have Beaver keep doing all these stupid things, the father needs to never punish him. Yeah, because Beaver's never like we talked about too stupid to live. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dumb as a box of hammers. And uh, and he's my dad would say until uh, he was twenty, <laughs> he'd say uh, he'd say prune face. You know, your grandfather. <laughs> They didn't have a, have a great relationship. Pruneface would have never let me have hair as long as Wally's. As <laughs> Wally's, yeah, <laughs> Wally's long hair. Yes, <laughs> Wally's hair that was probably cut up the sides with like a number eight. Uh huh. Yeah, you could see his scalp <laughs> above his ears and on the back of his neck. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Anyway, so so you know he he right. actually kind of got a kick out of watching this with me, and so mm-hmm. it became a thing where where when he could he would he would watch these reruns with me, 
And uh, he started to notice all of these call-outs to locations in Ohio. Sure. And he, he was the first one that I knew of. Obviously, this is before the internet. He's like, this show is set in Mayfield, Ohio. This is right near where I grew up. This is south of Cleveland, southeast of Cleveland. And um, Ward is from Shaker Heights. Right. There's all kinds of stories. When I grew up on, in Shaker Heights or on the farm in Shaker Heights back, back when I was a kid, blah, 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 multiple times throughout the there's a Euclid Avenue they talk about. Um, Larry Mondello's father, who you never, ever see. It's always just Larry and his mom, right? Sure. Larry's father is always, he's never there because he's always away on business in Cincinnati. Okay. You know. So, Ohio. Right. And there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff like that. And other people say, well, no. One, one time Ward said the ocean was 20, 20 minutes away. Well, he could have meant Lake Life. Erie. So... <laughs> I started watching these reruns looking for more references to Ohio, and there aren't that many. But I distinctly remember one episode in the last season, the sixth season. This is when Beaver is in eighth grade while he's a senior in high school. Wally goes out on a date with an, old, an older woman. We don't know how, how old she is. She, we know she's dropped out of school. She's living with her aunt, and she's um, running the box office, selling the tickets at the local movie theater. And... uh so Wally gets, gets Eddie to uh, introduce him to her and they agree to go out. And then uh, he has her over for dinner to meet the parents before they actually go out on that date. And at some point, and I, and I swear to God, I remember this happening. I can see it. I can see the, 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 the set. It's June and Ward in the dining room with window behind them. June's on the right, Ward's on the left, and June says something to the effect of, why does, why does Wally have to date some girl from California? Why can't he just date some nice girl from Ohio? And that was the only time anybody ever said Ohio. Okay. And I went looking for it on the internet, and I found a free version that somebody recorded from TV Land, and they did like the funny stuff that they do. Like They made it, they framed it with a fake proscenium and some chairs in the front so that you you know mm-hmm. it could go on the internet and nobody would copyright take it down okay yeah, yeah and i found a couple of versions of that and i watched the entire episode and there was no mention of ohio so i got to thinking <laughs> did i did i make that up was that because my dad was like oh yeah it's obviously ohio and so i start looking searching google for it using box office attraction that's the name of the episode season six episode 23 <laughs> Like, maybe I'm thinking of a different episode, so I start looking at all the other episodes and all the, the synopses for the plots, and I'm like, no, it has to be this one. And so I start Googling about that episode and Ohio, and I found all these other people in forums talking about, yeah, here, here, uh, in, in the episode box office attraction, before Wally brings Marlene over for dinner, June tells Ward she would feel better if Marlene's parents lived closer, like in Ohio. And... Uh, in box office attraction, they find out Marlene's parents live in California. June says she wished they live in Ohio, a nice quiet state. And then another one. Now, do you want me have, to provide you with a very reasonable explanation I for have, this? I have probably the same one you do. Okay. No, Andy? no, 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 no. Don't jump the route. Oh, okay. I have the explanation. Okay. June says a line about how she was hoping that Marlene was from someplace like Ohio. And I'm like, this, it's, all these other people remember it. I remember it. Why can't I find it? So <laughs> in preparing for this episode, I went and I bought 
uh, <laughs> the episode. Obsess much, Mike? A little bit. Well, <laughs> I imagine I'm imagining you like at three in the morning, just scouring the internet on like five computers, cutting all these search bots running, trying to find the actual scene. When it... <laughs> it, lo- it looks like the Matrix. Yeah, you've got, got like, like three video. You've got three videos of the of the of the episode running simultaneously on top of each other on multiple screens. Okay. Okay. So so here is the TV Land episode. Mm-hmm. Sure. That, that I I watched first. And and we're going from a scene where Beaver and Wally are talking, and then it's going to transition to uh, Wally uh, bringing Marlene over to meet the parents. Now, uh, what was it you wanted to tell me about you and Gilbert? You came rushing in here like it was important. Oh, well, uh, I just wanted to ask you, we're going to hold the Winter Olympics this year. <laughs> Gee, Wally, I didn't know you lived in such a swanky neighborhood. Oh, gee, neither did I. Okay. Sure. Now, went and I bought the, the episode on Amazon. Because I'm like, some, I'm missing something. Mm-hmm. So I did, and I watched it. And here we are at the exact same moment. Now, uh, what was it you wanted to tell me about you and Gilbert? You came rushing in here like it was important. Oh, well, uh... Uh, I just wanted to ask you, where are they going to hold the Winter Olympics this year? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. It's a whole new scene. Beaver, the girl from it's, the box it's office Beaver is coming and, over to your house and Gilbert in his bedroom. Yeah, and she's coming tonight. This wasn't Boy, in, in the one I watched before. A glass of beer? <laughs> I don't know. So we'll skip but I ahead. I hope I'm around if she does. And it transitions to another scene with Ward and June in the dining room. Do you want to go to pick up Marmania? Yeah, he left half an hour ago. Did he say where she lived? Mm-hmm. She lives over on Judson Street with her aunt. Why doesn't she live with her mother and father? Well, I think Wally said her parents live in California. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Just wish it was Ohio or someplace like that. <laughs> so there you go. Mm-hmm. It sure. does exist. Exactly okay. as I remembered it. Okay. From 35 years ago. Okay. They cut it out for... They cut it out for time. Mm-hmm. Just like you were talking about with Galaxy Quest. That's yeah. Right. You were watching it during the 80s when they had less commercials and they had more of the episode on. Like 21 minutes. Yep. 21 minutes now. It used to be 24 And, now you, and you, go to, yep. you go to find it now and there are going to be a couple, couple minutes more of commercials. And that scene telling about like, you know, June worrying about whether she was from California or Ohio those, those doesn't two, forward those two. the story. Those two scenes with... Yeah, so they they Gilbert they, and Beaver and had, the one it had nothing June. to do it it yeah it didn't what propel they, the story. What enough. they should be doing is leave the shows the same length and use the computer to speed it up like they did no. with Seinfeld. Oh God, no! <laughs> uh, Where they, everybody's the, everybody talks a little faster and a little your, higher pitch. They speed the, it all up. Yeah. Use their video editing software and insert their advertisers' products into the show. <laughs> In color, in in black and white, leave it to Beaver. Yeah, no, but even just even just him, like you know, there he's drinking out of a bottle. Make it a Coke bottle or something. You can know? we can we have a MacBook Air in the background of a yeah. Leave It to Beaver episode <laughs> on, at, Ward's, on desk, Ward's desk in his office? Yeah, that would be that with would an be Epson printer <laughs> and an and an and an Echo on the bookshelf. <laughs> you know. It, Beaver unwraps his Christmas present, and it's a, a model of a Bugatti EB110 or something like that. All right, let's let's move forward here a little bit to uh, yeah. Instead of instead of that oil painting <laughs> above the fireplace, there's it's like a, a 50 inch flat it screen. Could good, it could be a Goodyear you know, Goodyear tire 
poster yeah. showing showing the uh, showing Left Shark dancing <laughs> at the Super Bowl <laughs> in the background. Okay, Andy so Boo. I thought I had my own personal Mandela effect, and it turns out that with just a, a little digging and a lot of a psychotic digging. persistence, <laughs> a little, I was able to find the thing that I couldn't find. I went and found ten separate cuts of this episode and watched each and every one of them. <laughs> oh wow! I, I did find multiple versions of that TV Land one, but they were all the same. And then I had to go to Amazon to get this one. But um, but that's not all. No, no, no. There's more. Oh, good lord! But wait, you really fell in but love wait, with this Mandela. There's more. You really fell in love with this Mandela effect thing and how it's affected you. Just wait. Oh, that this was just the. This was the this appetizer. Was, I was like, here comes the hammer. Is this the hammer? Oh, this is the hammer. <laughs> get ready to get pounded. Drop the hammer, Mike. I'm, I'm also watching when you had that episode playing. How close everybody stands to one another when they talk. Well, oh, they're, they're in oh, they're in four, that four by three they're ratio. Just, that has not changed. <laughs> I mean, doesn't make a difference. Widescreen, widescreen. Now that has not changed. People when, in TV shows stand a foot away from each other face to face. She's setting. All the time. She's setting the table, and he's talking to her. And he's he's, he's basically like, like her. He's, yeah, he's, he's dry humping he's, her the entire he's hump, time. He's on the humping table. her her right hip. Yeah. They While are she's setting the table. They are far apart from each other from some TV shows that I've seen. When they do close-ups well, no. of two keep, people keep talking. Going, keep going, and you'll see how close he gets to her. Not the point. It's her. a video thing. Moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on. But as she on. moves but around the that table, has not he's changed. just like... That has not changed. Yeah, their heads are like a foot apart. Watch modern-day TV shows. But that even has as, not changed. Even as she moves, he moves, moves to follow her. that closely to her. And, and it's very... I don't know. It just came across very weird. Yeah. That they're that close to one another. And as she moves, he just stays right on her head. Well, I can, I can tell you part of the reason for that. Why they don't do a wider shot to show all of that? Because in the 50s, when people were first making television, they were treating it like movies. And on the movie, you have a big screen so that the person's face is nice and big and you can really see them. So in TV shows, early early television shows, there well, are more early, shots of yeah. people filling the screen more. They don't let the scene breathe and let the characters spread out. Because, because the TVs they, were so small. Because the TVs are small and they want the people to be able to see their faces the, the faces and the yeah. and we see them emote where they hadn't recognized the fact yet that movies are about showing and tv is about telling tv is in the dialogue movies in the visual um so you see that a lot more in older television series mm. these people all really tight packed close together right. and it still happens nowadays it's just uncomfortable um, in, conversations in the way people gather around and talk oh, to it's, one another it's, and move. It's, it's very... the way people talk to each other on the screen in television and movies is ridiculous we are used to seeing it but if you really watch and pay attention you're like they're standing like 18 inches apart from each other they would be so uncomfortable yeah in real life they would be like oh get the but hell act- out of my personal space yeah, yeah. actors actors have to <laughs> that's a rick and morty bit where this guy can't <laughs> you gotta watch Rick and Morty. I gotta watch Rick and Morty. <laughs> He's yeah. like, stay out of my personal. He's going through this whole list of like, this, this is my personal space. Stay out of my personal space. I don't really like people in my personal space. Stay out of my personal space. And well, eventually he goes, I don't even like having this skin in my personal space. And he peels his, his own skin, skin off. off. Awesome. <laughs> well, I am off off this week from work while you're listening to this. So you can maybe, power maybe through I'll Rick be and, watching. You Rick can power through Rick and Morty in the rest of today. It's only like ten episodes a season. Well, I'll I'll, it's I'll thirty or thirty something episodes. Will Allison like it or not? I think so. I'll, I'll, I'll try it with it's, her, it's, and then it's if a it, cartoon for adults. If that, if that doesn't work, then I'll Netflix. watch it myself. It's on 
Oh. Hulu, Hulu right now. Okay, well, I can get a free month of Hulu and remember to cancel Anywho. Well, since we're noticing things about this particular scene, <laughs> we're looking at the Amazon one. I paid $1.99 for this. This is Amazon we're gonna get considers our, this. We're going to get our mileage out of this. Mike Am- paid money for it. Amazon considers this SD. Standard definition. That looks that looks a lot better than I'm it sure. Looks it, when it, when it, it looks amazing. When it first aired, when it first aired, I bet it didn't look that. When good. it aired in well, the 80s, when I watched it, it didn't I mean. look it's this modern, good. It's film, displays. but it was film, it's film, and it was the problem is that it was being shown on those televisions. Right. In the 50s, What's what it means? Modern, dis- modern display resolutions are different. Yeah. Different beasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks really good. It looks great. It looks like film. I mean, it looks. Um, have you seen all the ads? Just a real quick aside on the film oh, film thing. Have you seen the ads? <laughs> Have you seen the ads for um, the digital smoothing thing that there's like people in the movie industry that are screaming? Oh my god, it drives me crazy. Going crazy about digital smoothing. Oh is, yeah, it's, the, it's, an, it's a setting that's in your television that's usually turned on all the time, and you have to dig and find it to turn it to off. To turn it off. Yeah, the, it's, it's the thing. It's, it's the thing that creates. The imaginary the, scene the speed of the scan lines it's it the cre- megahertz of- no 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 it creates imaginary scene imaginary frames like if you, when oh, something's okay. moving okay. very quickly the, like the person on the motorcycle is here and then they're way over here in in the in, this, in the next frame and it will create an it imaginary frame yeah. in between so that everything seems smoother but it makes everything look, look more unnatural. video no it makes it more look it makes look more real it makes it look more like video and everything's super hyper realistic as opposed to film which is supposed to be kind of dreamy yeah, and kind of unfocused. You can almost, it's like you can see the texture of the set, and and yeah. you, you it doesn't anyway. look like it looks like a set instead well, of like what it's supposed to look like. Ho- to- Hollywood directors that give a shit will tell you to turn that feature off yeah. yep. before watching my movie. Yeah. Somebody used to call it like the soap opera effect or something like that, where you had this sort of an odd it's realism. The difference between things. between videotape and and yeah. film when people started using videotape for everything. Yeah. Well, and the film prob- just looks better. Twenty-four frames per second looks better than well, the, any other frame rate. The problem is that so much, does. so much of what we watch in in terms of there's more digital, there's more stuff that's being taped and did you know done on videotape anyway, and then there's all this reality stuff that's all nothing. nothing they don't film that with actual film, um, so we have become so used to seeing everything so hyper real, so hyper real and really sharp and clear and everything, and we've got these monitor, you know, these televisions and. T- computer monitors that can show it to us that way mm-hmm. that everybody wants that so the the tv people say well we'll just turn that on for everybody and all the filmmakers go no 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 i don't want it to look like that that's that's not no. how it's supposed to be no film film is supposed to look dreamy it looks better when it's dreamy hey speaking of dreams okay <laughs> are we gonna segue back are we still talking mandela effect yes or are we talking i have i have discovered warden june or what are we <laughs> talking no we're off leave it to beaver i have discovered the mandela effect in my dreams oh good lord yes we're on to mike's dreams now oh good okay you're gonna like this craig so mm-hmm. at least three times and i don't remember the specifics of the first two i do remember the the third one, which is what I'm going to tell you about that happened recently. I have woken up from a dream, realized that I'm awake and that I just had a dream. But in the dream, a previous or past event was referenced in the dream. And when I wake up, I think that that event that was referenced in the dream actually happened in real life. And that I just, (laughs) my dream mic was thinking about the thing that the real thing the real thing that happened and it takes me like five minutes to actually wake up before i can convince myself that wait a minute that that didn't actually happen that's a little frightening 
that you're like like you, you for five it minutes sticks with for five it, minutes yeah. you're not sure what's real exactly oh is it something like you Man. think like a, a hole in your roof and water was pouring in and then you wake up and think that that's actually what's an event you no, 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 no. it's not something that is is currently happening in the dream okay like whatever is currently something happening in the dream i recognize as dream but it's it's ref something is referenced within that dream a give, past us, give us your event. example so <laughs> i had a dream where craig you and i oh crap this is not going to go well continue you and i were um we were doing an episode of the podcast of remotely okay and we were at your office which was on like the fifth or sixth floor of uh of a adaptive reuse warehouse type building in a <laughs> in a dense downtown area sure so not where it is currently and um and then we went to the, like the one of the back spaces and it and it shifted from being your office to your boss's condo <laughs> on the fifth or sixth floor of 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 the building downtown because my boss lives in the back of it like like oh, like shop owners used to live in the back of their like stores. he lives in the back of his office yeah. right yeah um <laughs> just has his breakfast and just opens the door and walks into his office yeah. gotcha which, which is not true because he lives in the suburbs still right <laughs> That's um go go ahead so so we go into right. the the spare bedroom like the the guest bedroom to set up our podcast my boss has invited me to yes. his home inexplicably <laughs> And so we set up um, on a table that's against the wall with the window looking out across like the alley or the space between that building and the next building. So the other building is really close and there's other condos in that building. And I don't know, whatever, the weather was nice or it was hot stuffy in the room. And so we had the window open and we were podcasting. And all of a sudden uh, we (laughs) we hear, hey, hey, you guys over there. And there's a guy like a hipster guy in the condo or apartment directly across and he's like trying to get our attention and he leans his head out the window and he says hey are you guys are you guys doing a podcast <laughs> and we proceed to to have a podcast with this guy we must have some really good mics but okay yeah we could pick him up from like 10 <laughs> feet away and so we have like half the podcast is he's our guest on this episode <laughs> But that was the memory from before. So we go, we're in this room for the second time now recording a podcast. <laughs> and we're wondering, hey, is that guy home? Should we call him? Does, do you think he wants to be on the, on the show again? And I wake <laughs> up from the dream and I am convinced that we have recorded a podcast we have recorded where we a talked podcast with the guy out a window. Out a window. <laughs> Like and, out and that I, window. Yes, and I, I out some Somewhere, window. Right. Yeah, and and <laughs> and I'm laying there, waking up, trying to think through this, trying to make sense of this, and it literally it takes like five minutes of me actually thinking about it before it starts to break down and dissolve, and and I realize that it was all dream. Hey, Andy, yes. do you want to run outside real quick? <laughs> we'll open the window, see if we can pick up your voice. Buy some scaffolding. I can sit, I you can, can sit just right sit out there the with, a, with a cup of coffee. That's right. We'll get you a lawn chair. With your Starbucks, your tea. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, this has happened like three times in the last couple of months. That is weird. I've had dreams in which I remember 
something from a previous dream. I think that's sort of similar to what you're talking about. Like I dreamt it, and then in a later dream, you yeah, I don't the know dream if, you're remembering. Something. I don't know if I'm remembering. That's a good point. I don't know if what I'm thinking are real memories are actual previous dreams, or it's like a like a, a bottle dream, like an within the dream, in your dream type right. Of thing, right? Weird that I made both of them up that night, or or if I'm like you said, remembering an actual regular dream. Have as you, a memory have you checked allison's nightstand for any inhalants that she might be you know, <laughs> well sticking a q-tip and rubbing them under your nose while you sleep at night <laughs> early on in in our relationship after she moved in this is when we were we were living by craig <laughs> speaking in, of drugging your spouse in the apartment i i did wake up when they were living in, the, in sin down the road from me yeah when i did wake up in the middle of the night with Allison standing over me, because we didn't have a bed, we just had a mattress oh, on the floor. She was that's standing. Right out, that's right out of paranormal. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you call it? What's the what, uh, 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 paranormal? Like uh, what's the movie? Uh, I don't know. Paranormal experience. No. Paranormal Go exposure. keep keep talking. Keep talking. Mike, tell the story. Oh, shit. Go ahead. Yeah, I know. Paranormal talking. activity. Paranormal where activity. the person's getting up and just standing over the person sleeping for hours on end. I don't know. Did, I didn't did see a it. Knife in her hand? She she had her her t-shirt pulled up over her nose and <laughs> she had a can of Lysol in her hand and was spraying back and forth over the top of me going, oh my God, it smells so horrible. How can anybody sleep through that? Because I was farting a lot and it smelled really bad. Okay, so here's in a fairness, question. She, it, she's that, done that did, in the living room. So the question is, did that actually happen or you just remember? No, that actually oh, okay. happened. <laughs> you ask her like remember that night i woke up and you were standing over me spring lysol yeah it's she like, remembers that that never happened now i'm no gonna... no no she responds with which time <laughs> now i'm gonna have to talk to... now i'm gonna have so, to... to to answer your question maybe okay maybe she's maybe this is chemically induced i'm gonna take allison aside at some point and say next time mike asks you about those incidents where you were spraying lysol on him as he sleeps tell him you don't know what he's talking about <laughs> <laughs> We'll drum up some more in Mandela effect for Mike. Drive him insane. He'll start videotaping himself sleeping. Well, is, that, <laughs> is, that, is that gaslighting? Is that right? Uh, something like that, yeah. That's a variation on it, yeah. So that, that, that's it. That's all I had with that. Do we have time for a Kevin question? Sure. 90 question. 90. Kevin asks... I think the 29th of February should always land on a Saturday. If the 28th is a Tuesday, the 29th would be a Saturday. Then March 1st would be back to Wednesday. I think this could bring back the excitement for leap year. The excitement. <laughs> Who doesn't want an extra Saturday? Can we get a Nerdburger Exploratory Commission started on this? Thanks, Kevin. He sure likes to start up committees. Is that the same committee or is that a different I don't know. committee? He's, 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 a, he's proposed... Commission. He's proposed a number of them, and we've also invited him to put together a study and stuff like that. Um, basically, what he's saying is he wants the 29th of February off. Yes. I believe I have heard... It is an extra day, so why should it be a wor an extra work day? It should be an extra fun day. I've, I believe I've heard somebody propose that the 29th should just be the 29th and it not be... An, a day. It, it's, a, it's a holiday, everybody has it off kind of thing, but it's just... It's just, it's not Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It is just the 29th of February. That would screw all the calendars up, though. Yeah, probably. Who cares? It would not screw them up as much as, or would it screw them up? 
No, it would screw them up more than Kevin's suggestion. Kevin just adds a random Saturday. The the people who <laughs> the people who advocate for the for the thirteen month calendar, the flat thirteen month calendar, where every so it goes with every, the moon cycle. No, so uh, it's what is it like one through twenty eight, thirteen times instead of so you know Sunday is always the first. So the months are the always 28th the twenty eighth is always the is always the Saturday on the twenty eighth and more regular. That no, there is that there no. is an extra those people need to get slapped around and that there is an extra day for the leap for the leap year so and a person so that who just was, becomes a non day so a, a person day, who was born on a wednesday always has their birthday on a wednesday, wednesday. that's correct Fuck that <laughs> but what but what it does for you is it it is always the 10th is always on what does that wednesday. gain you standardization yeah and, that's and great it that gains means. you five people or let's say four, because Friday's still not too bad. You get gains you I'm, four out of seven people never having their birthday on a weekend I'm where not, they can have a... You know, it's just something some people have I've seen some people are, I've some seen people are idiots. Of, hey, the standard, nice flat standard calendar. What I think we should do with December. And that December. way, the, but then the, the leap day becomes just a day every four years that just is, its, is sure. itself. What I think we should do with February 29th is that should be National Purge Day. And we should do the purge like the movies where we can all just go out and murder um, and commit all sorts of crimes. Everything's legal from sundown to sunup. That's what I think we should do. That, that's, an, that's an idea. I like Kevin's you, idea. What would you do with the other 12 hours? Sleep. Get ready for the purge. Because <laughs> that's the biggest problem in, the, in those purge movies is that too many people wait until sundown before they get themselves barricaded in places. And then they end up trapped outside and getting purged. Those people, the people who survived the purge are the people who, who barricade themselves and hide away somewhere like a day before. <laughs> the Watch the purge movies. Seriously. The- people are like, oh, well, it's just about sundown. Better lock the doors. They're purge preppers. <laughs> If I was in the purge world and there was going to be a purge, I would, I would, first of all, I would go somewhere. Welcome to purge world. I would go somewhere to hide away. I would not hide in my home. Sure. Second of all, you I don't would, want anyone I would who knows leave, you to be able to find you. I would tell no one where I was going. Right. And I would leave on a different time day every time. I would never disappear on the same. So what do they do for the, what do they do for the planes that are all in the air at the time? Do well, they, the, 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 the assumption is that they just, they don't have flights that are going to happen at that time. The entire, Every, everything, the basically world. the whole world. Well, it's the country. It's the U.S. It kind of shuts down. Um, and people run around and kill each other. The issue that I have with the purge is what happens after the purge? Someone's got to clean it up. Exactly. Like, what, what about those poor um, EMT people? that have to go out and pick up all the dead bodies. What do the autopsy, you know, like the, the medical examiners and the, and the funeral home directors and everything like what's, what's, what's There's that a, next month? Like, yeah. Imagine a lot of overtime. Imagine it's, all it's the like people Christmas. that aren't dead, but that are just horribly <laughs> injured and now are pouring <laughs> if, if, if into like hospitals. Jobs, sure. No, no, I don't mean, I don't mean like, yeah, it's Christmas, but it is the, it's the busy season. It's the busy time. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. yeah it's their, okay. So it's you're a, Christmas time. so you're an emergency room doctor. The day after the purge, you start working 48 hour shifts with five hours to sleep, then 48 hour, 48 hour shift, then five hours to sleep, then 40 and do that for three weeks to deal with all of the injuries and all the terrible things that are going to come pouring into the hospitals because not everybody gets killed. No, it's just a terrible, terrible idea, but that's (laughs) what you want. That's what you want to do with leap, leap day. Sure. At least make March interesting. (laughs) 
and it'll all be cleaned up by the time he gets to my birthday. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so was, that's what I, that's my just, plan. Just make it a non-day. I'm done. Tuesday the 28th sure, and then whatever. Then you have I'm, leap I'm, day and then you have March 1st as a Wednesday. I'm fine with, uh, with the non-day being called extra Saturday or whatever. I, I, I don't care. Then we can go to 30 Rock. We can just, it, oh, it can, I be leap, it can be leap day out of 30 Rock too, where everybody just like does, you know, like nothing, nothing counts on leap day. You can just do whatever you want. I think you it can, should just be, it should be it's a an day. It's an extra day of the week that occurs once a year and it's called fun day. <laughs> it's an extra day that occurs once every four years. Yes, that, what you just said, <laughs> but it's called fun day. Rather than having no name or being called Saturday. Call what if my version? What if my version of fun is purging? <laughs> then is that kind of fun allowed? So we Craig, don't, you don't have to answer so you, that. You don't we have get, to answer that. Craig gets to have the purge for himself, <laughs> but nobody else participates. It's a holiday, and it is a double pay holiday. <laughs> Now because, you're talking. So I'm getting and, paid double and I get to kill people? Awesome. And because there are certain things that have to that have to continue running. So those people who have to work on leap day, they get they, they get double pay. Not just time and a half, it's double pay. And the first <laughs> the first Saturday after Leap Day, everything is ninety percent off. Everywhere. What if the leap day is a Saturday? Then it's the next Saturday. Okay. Because people will be would have to work. Okay, so anyway, moving along, moving on. We got to wrap her up. We got to wrap her up. Okay. (laughs) So there you go, Kevin. Thank you. Andy, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Andy. Oh, Mike. Where can they find us? They can find us at nerdburgershow.com, at nerdburgershow on the Twitters and the Facebook. Email us, nerdburgershow at gmail.com, and... Go to nerdburgergames.com to learn about game stuff and drivethroughrpg.com to buy some of those games. On the next episode of Nerdburger, we meet Craig. He just wants to get to the podcast. And we meet Mike. He isn't sure if he wants Craig to come to the podcast. In this episode, you won't believe the lengths these two go through to bring the funny to your ear holes. They laugh, they cry, and one of them reveals a secret. Which one? You'll have to listen to find out. Next week on Nerdburger. That was good. I don't, I failed was to that, recognize what that referenced. It was an 80s, 80s movie, sitcom. 80s sitcom or 80s, 80s comedy movie trailer voice guy. Oh, okay. It sounds like next next on Clickbait Show. <laughs> Meet Craig. <laughs> he just wants to get to the podcast. What happens next will shock you. <laughs> Craig purges Mike. <laughs> This is Craig. He's an architect. He was doing CA on a construction site when he grabbed a live wire and was electrocuted and launched 30 feet onto a robot. Four foot (laughs) piece of number three rebar. By a robot. By a robot.